Welcome to Brown Bag Religion, the MF Casser podcast. It's 11.30, and I think we should get started to keep this, keep this within the allotted time. So um, welcome, everyone. It is good to see all of you in here. Uh, the MF Casser lunch is digital today. So um, I'm happy that you're also able to join us uh, online and not only in the library. So today, uh, God Granere, whom I... Um, I guess most of you know well already as a professor of Old Testament slash Hebrew Bible at MF. Um, he will um, talk with us about this very curious occurrence of the word agla, or yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to pronounce that later on, guard, in Scandinavian medieval inscriptions and in Jewish mystical texts and inscriptions. So uh, we are going to do as we always do. There will be like a 13 minutes presentation by guard. And then we uh, have like a 30 minutes time set uh, aside or allotted for question and answers and comments and so on, discussion with guard. Um, and if you want to raise a question, um, please put uh, or your question in the chat or the Q&A function, or you can raise your hand and we'll see if we can like uh, allow you to be part of, of uh, like the conversation on the screen. So um, Q&A, question and answers, or raise your hand in order to interact with us. Guard, please take it away. Yes, hello. Uh, first, a technical check. Can you now see uh, my slide changing? Yes, we can. Wonderful. Thank you. So uh, uh, this presentation takes me and perhaps you to the world of magic uh, among Scandinavians in the high Middle Ages and among Jews in the Middle Ages and beyond. And um, the primary focus and the limitation is this enigmatic word, agla. I will come back to that, obviously. What is it, does it mean uh, uh, in Scandinavia? Uh, the thing is that this word, agla, is found in, in Jewish amulets uh, and mystical texts and in medieval Christian, medieval uh, runic text inscriptions alike. So one of the questions I will ask uh, in this presentation, which, which basically follows the draft or um, the, um, the draft of an article I'm trying to uh, work with, uh, one of the question is, what did really Agla mean? And the second question is, uh, where did it come from? Is it uh, did it come from a, a Jewish alphabet-based magic? Did it come from the Hebrew Agla? So uh, uh, the way I uh, found um, the, the, um, my way into this material uh, is represented by this artifact. This is a tool that was found uh, in the ruins of the medieval town of Tunsberg, uh, I believe some 30, 40 years ago, uh, not far away from McDonald's. From those of you, for those of you who are um, <laughs> familiar with the the, the urban uh, um, 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 that how Tunsberg is. Anyway, uh, this is a tool, a spatula, uh, and uh, I found this uh, piece in a very local historical journal where uh, a curator at the local historical museum presented this and other uh, findings from uh, the medieval town of Tunsberg. 
And uh, uh, in a, by the way, more or less, she presented this tool and said, by the way, uh, there's an inscription on it. Uh, the inscription uh, reads uh, Agla, and there's a cross before and after. And uh, the traditional uh, explanation of this inscription is that it comes from the Hebrew for four Hebrew uh, words, Ata Gibor Leolam Adonai. You are eternally mighty, my Lord. Now, uh, this happens to be uh, the opening phrase of the second benediction of the Amidah. The Amidah is the most important prayer uh, in uh, Jewish tradition. So uh, this um, piece um, uh, caught my attention, it, um, made me interested in this phenomena. Why is there a potential Hebrew magical or powerful word in a Norwegian uh, or Scandinavian medieval uh, runic text inscription? Uh, I, uh, uh, as far as I know, there were no Jewish communities in Norway or Scandinavia at that time in the medieval uh, high Middle Ages. And uh, this, uh, these Hebrew words, they are not part of the uh, church liturgy. And I know for sure they are not part of the Bible. So why? Um, why this uh, word? And is the word agla in runic the same word as the Hebrew as we will now soon see, uh, is found in, in Jewish amulets, etc., etc. So uh, the article of mine uh, um, is made up of four sections. In the first section, I give examples uh, of uh, how runic inscriptions from Scandinavia used Agla. I try to discuss in what context these inscriptions uh, or this, uh, this, this word was used. Uh, and uh, in the second section, I try to uh, discuss the function and meaning of the Hebrew agla as it is found in Jewish tradition. And I will see, uh, as we, I will show you that it is found in amulets and we can find some traces of it in, in uh, esoteric mystical literature. The third section uh, discusses these two variants of uh, the word. And I ask, uh, did, uh, what is the relationship between the runic agla and the Hebrew agla? Uh, do they represent the same word, the same powerful word? And the way I conclude as of today, at least, yes, they do probably. So uh, in the fourth, fourth section of the planned paper or article, I, I try to discuss, um, or at, at least I speculate on how a Jewish magical word migrated to the newly Christian uh, Scandinavia in the high middle ages. So uh, I discuss, did it come from the East, from, uh, uh, from uh, contact with Jews in uh, say, in the Khazar Empire uh, to the east uh, of the Black Sea? Or did it come from somewhere in the west? Did the word migrate to Scandinavia uh, via a western route? 
So I think I also should uh, flesh out, uh, at least give you some illustrated examples uh, of Agla in a uh, Scandinavian context. Uh, on the screen, you will see a church bell from West Jutland in Sweden, Saleby. This uh, uh, church bell has a runic inscription on it. Uh, and I simply read uh, uh, an, uh, an English translation here. Uh, uh, which says, uh, quote, when I, that is the church bell, was completed, then there were 1,220 winters and eight from the birth of God. Ave Maria, gratia plena, plena, Dionysus sit benedictus. And I think I forgot Agla in between there, between uh, birth of God and Ave Maria. So this is a nice example of how uh, this enigmatic word occurs in in this case a kind of um, blessing perhaps anyway uh, another example i will skip this one uh, and i will move to this one this is a stick a rune stick uh, that was found uh, at uh, in uh, the bryggen uh, at bryggen in bergen some 50 60 70 years ago ago after the big uh, fire there the rune stick, I'm not sure exactly what the purpose of the stick was. Was it a tool or was it an amulet? But uh, maybe I should have read more about that. Anyway, it has inscriptions on it on at least three out of four sides. And in uh, this, uh, in the inscription, we can read uh, again following the Hebrew, uh, the English translation Agla, God, Sator, Arepo. Raphael, Gabriel, Michael, Jesus Christ, Mary, protect me. Uh, and the last, I think, example is a crucifix from uh, Sola outside of Stavanger. Here, uh, there's a crucifix. The, the runic text uh, um, is, in fact, a Latin text, but written in uh, with the runes. And we find uh, liturgical formulations here. We find uh, what I would call messianic titles uh, in this cr uh, crucifix, uh, names of evangelists, etc., uh, etc. Et and we find at the in the at the very center of the uh, inscription, Agla, Alpha, and Omega. This uh, crucifix was buried in a um, uh, older burial mound. So I will skip this one and I will move on. Uh, some words about Agla in Jewish tradition. So that again, the, the, the standard um, explanation of uh, Agla in runic uh, material is that it comes from uh, Jewish tradition and that it comes from these four words that I quoted. Um, in, in Jewish tradition, we can find uh, the word agla found in a different uh, context. We can find it uh, occasionally in amulets, uh, more seldom in uh, mystic and esoteric literature. And in one instance, we can also find it uh, in the tradition of uh, King Solomon's uh, magical powers. Uh, that is attested in the so-called Testament uh, of Solomon. There is a chronological problem. I will not uh, elaborate on that in this presentation, but none of these sources are, to my knowledge at least, 
earlier than the runic material. These are slightly later uh, and, and sometimes also much later than the runic material, but nevertheless. Um, yeah, I still have some more minutes. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, here we can find uh, an example of, a, of an, uh, an amulet. Um, I, to my knowledge, it's not very old. It's earlier than 1948 for sure. But, but uh, it is not necessarily many hundred years old. It's from Kurdistan. And it's uh, an amulet for health, uh, refer the second last line. And uh, typically it uh, has many names on it, many magical and mystical names. Many of these names, San, San, Vai, Seman, Guluf, Uts, etc., etc., they can be found in a medieval text called, um, I forgot the title, but it was written by a rabbi called Eliezer of Worms. He made a, uh, an amulets, uh, amulets handmaker's book sometimes in the 12th century. And this book was very much about many na names of God. And these names are found also in this, this amulet uh, that I show you. And we can find that uh, the last word again found uh, on line, in line uh, 12 is agla in the context uh, of an amulet for health. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't think I have very much more time, but. Um, just uh, a couple of minutes on this. In Jewish tradition, there are two, perhaps three explanations given for the Hebrew Agla. The first uh, uh, explanation is that uh, it comes from the second benediction of the Amidah, as I quoted earlier. This explanation is also attested in, how should I put it, in uh, authentic Jewish uh, texts from from uh, the Middle Ages. But there, also, there is also a, a, an explanation that it is the name of one of the feet of Yahweh's throne. That is also found in a text, in a uh, Hechalotic text called the Throne Midrash. Um, yeah, I think... Um, this should be more or less uh, what I had time to present today. I, I would like to show you uh, this very last slide. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, one, the, the last section of my planned uh, article is a discussion, perhaps more or less a speculation about how a, possible, a, a Jewish Hebrew magical word or powerful word, how it made its way to Scandinavia. And uh, I had tried to visualize the two routes, the Eastern route and the Western route on this map. Uh, the Western map, just a few, uh, the Western uh, route, sorry. Um, the, uh, the were Jewish communities uh, in the Middle Ages uh, who, who settled in the Rhine Valley in the Middle Ages, the early Middle Ages. So that could be a source or 
uh, we also know for sure that uh, there were um, Christian cent learning uh, learned centers, uh, centers of Christian Hebraism uh, uh, at uh, monasteries here and there in England, uh, in uh, Lincoln, uh, and in uh, outside uh, Paris, Saint Victor Abbey, uh, an Augustinian monastery, I think. Uh, and uh, there were also uh, uh, Jew, a Jewish community in Rouen, where, by the way, Saint Olaf was baptized, just to show you the travel, travel routes in the early and middle ages. Yeah, I think I should stop there uh, before leaving. Boy stops me.